0: I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms as well as give you an option to create a video podcast i'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock the do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website i'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests i'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash workwithjames and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash workwithjames to get started today. My guest today is Cash Nickerson, who is an entrepreneur, lawyer, philanthropist, and martial artist with diverse background in law, business development, and finance. With a cross-industry experience from entrepreneurial startups to large law firms and in the industry of large public corporations, he is an expert on leadership, employment, staffing, and workplace issues and opportunities. In today's episode, he and I talk about his latest book, Negotiations as a Martial Art, Techniques to Master the Art of Human Exchange, that teaches you to develop a negotiation style where you get what you want and people want to deal with you again and again. Welcome to Lifeology. Thank you, James. I am really looking forward to this. We had a wonderful talk in the pre-call a couple days ago, and I got to learn so much about you, so I cannot wait for my listeners to hear all the things that you get to teach us. But before I get started, how, how did you even discover that you had this gift for negotiation? Because it's, it's, it's a niche that many people don't have.
1: It's interesting because I discovered it just by, by doing it. Right, um, I, I remember I have vivid memories of lying about my age in order to get a paper route at the age of 11. Oh, you are supposed to be okay. 12, and yeah. back then, you know, kids didn't have proof of ID, and there was no internet, and nobody really could check how old you were. And so I I um, I, I, did, I got a paper route, and when I got the paper route, I was became a salesman, and so I would go door to door in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, trying to sell the Pittsburgh. Post Gazette, which was the morning newspaper to people in the neighborhood. And I would always, you know, negotiate with them about, Hey, listen, why don't you take the Sunday paper, you know, and, and, and kind of sell <laughs> so it to be se- selling and negotiating go hand in hand. I remember one guy telling me, he said, someday you're going to be a great salesman because you come here, I've never bought anything from you. And you come here and you try to sell me the holiday paper. And then I know what you're going to do. Cause you've told, I can tell you're going to then try and sell me you know, the weekly paper. And then when I take that, you're going to summon the daily paper. And ultimately he yeah, took all terrible. of it. Oh, wow, you, wow. He said, hey, you know so- what? I, yeah. So anyway, so young yeah, age.
0: Instagram. Yeah. It, it is so funny because I think everybody that I've spoken to has something that they experienced when they were younger, but they perhaps didn't realize it. Maybe you did, but then it realized it would become like their specialty, which is really cool at uh, that in itself. <laughs>
1: I'm like Tiger Woods or somebody like that, I didn't have a coach or anything. So, you know, my dad was a professor and very, very uh, high IQ, no EQ. You know, my mother would send to the grocery store to get milk and he'd come back with eggs, you know, the ultimate absent-minded uh, type uh, professor. So I think she had high hopes for me and uh, I definitely, definitely pivoted off my father.
0: That is hysterical. Yeah, so you definitely have the high IQ and the EQ, it sounds like, which is really important. I wanted to ask you, though, so for overall, when it comes to everything you've done, so you took martial arts, you you took all your business development, you've taken your, your law, I mean, you're as a lawyer, you've done all these things. And how did you find the intersect to say, this is specifically what my quote, calling is, or that this is what I want to teach people?
1: It's interesting. I've been fascinated by soft skills as opposed mm-hmm. to hard skills. And I, mm-hmm. I, when I, I spoke to the Hubble telescope scientists about mm-hmm. listening, NASA paid me, believe it or not. It was really cool. It was it, it was a series at Johns Hopkins called Hard Science, Soft Skills. And when I spoke to him, I said, you know, as I think about it, I have degrees in philosophy, English, law, and business. You know, I'm a walking soft skill uh, mm-hmm. expert. In, early on, I had, um, in my early career, Uh, job as a corporate lawyer at Union Pacific Railroad as a corporate mergers and acquisitions attorney. And you would think, you know, that, hey, technical skills are everything. And I'm not that old, but I'm old enough that my first boss fought a battle of the bulge. And he was Mm. a fascinating guy, a very wise guy. And he's the one who told me, Bill said to me, listen, 85% of whether you succeed, how you succeed is going to be based on your soft skills. Things like selling, listening, negotiating, more so than mm-hmm. your technical skills. So I, mm-hmm. I I, kept gravitating towards it more and more. I initially did not have great soft skills, and he's the one. That conversation I had with uh, Bill was kind of a corrective conversation because I was oh, so okay. intense, and I was so mm-hmm. into the technical side, and I was kind of oblivious to the people around me and didn't care. And so it was kind of a turnaround for me that, that I guess I felt like right, when I was you young having, and yeah. selling – Exactly. so it was like, he, he, and then I tapped back into that youthful paper,
0: paper boy. <laughs> <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> but, but that is really important though, because, you know, overall without the soft skills, so maybe like you said, um, you explain a little bit, but people who don't know what a soft skill is, it's just basically your, their interpersonal connection. So how you connect with other people, how you're able to maybe read the room, how you understand the nuances of what they say, what they do, how they sit, all that as well. That's something that, is what we're talking about today. And that's part of, as you're going to teach us, the art of negotiation. Um, overall though, it, it is important because I know for me, when I used to be a clinical director for different things, if I came in, into my meetings and I was just right with business and talking about the clinical stuff, I found that just like you, I had kind of a come to Jesus meeting with my, <laughs> with the regional director. I was like, James, you need to be more mindful of that. I'm like, what? I don't understand. But it's so true without that joining or that connection with someone doesn't matter what you say or do if you're not emotionally connected, and I don't mean like in a really hardcore emotions, but connected in some interpersonal way, you're really not going to get what you want. So let's transition into this. Let's talk about negotiations as a martial arts techniques to master the art of human exchange. I can't wait to hear more about it. Tell us, tell us the the concept of this book.
1: Yeah, the concept of the book is that martial arts provides an experience of intense exchange between let's say two human beings for now to keep it simple even though it can get mm. more complex yeah. and martial arts some people confuse with mma and fighting mm-hmm. um, whereas it's just a tool for those for those activities but really martial arts is about sensing the other person um, it's how you interface with that person and you interface in a very very intense way if you don't pay attention if i don't pay attention to the conversation with james it's like okay maybe i missed something if I don't pay attention and James and I are squared off and we're practicing techniques, one of us gets hurt. One of us gets hit. So your, your, your body and your mind engage in a very deep way. And, and if you take it deeper, the great martial artists are masterful at this in kind of engagement. They can see things before they happen. They can feel you moving before you move. They sense what you're going to do next. And they can disappear themselves when you go to touch them. So it's those kinds of skills that if you bring them into a business context, you're way ahead of the game because everybody in a business context and a business negotiation is full of tension. There's something at stake. You could get promoted. You could get fired. You could look like an idiot if you don't do things right. And so the truth of the matter is inside of you is a whole bundle of noise. And because mm-hmm. of that noise, you can't feel anyone else. And so what the martial arts has that same kind of noise, that same kind of tension, that same level of threat. There's somebody who could hurt you. There's someone who could hit you. And so you're full of noise. And what you train yourself to do in martial arts, and you can carry it over to the business world or interpersonal world, is how to how to silence yourself. And there's all this writing about mindfulness. So, and that's great. I, I mean, I, I support all kinds of you know reflective contemplative activities but what i'm talking about is a little it's not just like okay hum quietly for a while there are techniques <laughs> there you know there are techniques that you can bring into the conference yes. room yes <laughs>
0: Tell us, I'm sorry, that was hysterical. Tell me some more, tell me some of the techniques (laughs) that my listeners can, can use right now, because I I really want to corroborate what you're saying. I mean, I'm someone as well, who's very mindful of that. And so it is important to, to be aware of that because uh, you go to the, you'll tell us the techniques in a second, but I did, was reading the cover, uh, the jacket cover. And you talk about people don't, don't really know what they want. You think they know what they want, but they don't really know what they want. And so sometimes I'm sure all their bundled of nerves get in the way. And so what they want kind of changes over time or in that conversation. And so they really don't get to the meat of what they really need or want in a, in a negotiation.
1: Yeah. So there's several things uh, at work there. Let's start with the, what do you want? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm of the opinion and you're trained in this more than I am, but this has been my experience that adults, what you're getting when you see an adult is someone who is repeating behaviors that worked for them up until that point. So things that were rewarded for things that were punished for. And so in many ways, you're just looking at a kid that's been shaped a little bit. <laughs> and then you think of how, how much you thought about what you wanted when you were a kid. You're just like, I want this. I want to use a grab for everything. And I, I don't think we have any training in how to really get at what we want. And and that's because we don't spend enough time with the word, why, why mm-hmm. everything's what, everything's what I want this. You go into a business deal negotiation. I want this. I want that. Well, you know, why, what, what, why do you want it? And What's so point, many times sir? i found representing clients or myself that once you got done talking to them, Hey, they, that isn't exactly what they want or they think they want this, but if they had that, that would be the same. And those kinds of techniques. So, the number one technique of becoming a better negotiator is learning to love the word. Why, 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 and engaging beforehand with someone and say, I want this and let them play with you a little bit and say, well, mm-hmm. why do you want that? What's your yeah. goal? What's your objective? What's your, those kinds of questions, the why questions, we just don't ask enough We're we're, we're over busy, we're over committed. And so we just go from what, to what, to what, to what, and, and never hit the why. So that, mm. that's, a, that's a major, major technique, is have you asked yourself why lately? And get your friends, or if you're representing yeah. someone else, maybe you're a broker, maybe you're a lawyer, maybe you're an accountant, have you, you should sit with them, and just just grill them a little bit. And, and you should do it till they're uncomfortable and you should explain to them, listen, and now that you're getting uncomfortable, I know you're thinking, you're, you're really gonna start mm-hmm. thinking because that's, that's when it happens. Up until then, there's a shell, there's a bubble, and you're mm-hmm. not you're not getting through um so the why and the that examination process is think of it like and you know i i talk a lot about green eggs and ham green <laughs> eggs and ham you know listen it was the most what, fourth most popular book from 1960 to 2000 for children's mm-hmm. books wow and if, you, and if you look at that look how much that i think children's books really shape our behavior and so those mm-hmm. Dr. Seuss books are not just like cute, colorful pictures. They're really, really foundational. So if you look at Green Eggs and Ham, and it's been used as a sales training book before. Uh, really? Do you want wow. Green Eggs and Ham? Do you want them here or there? Do you want it in a fox? Do you want it with a mouse in and a house? And it's a real total 100% what, no, no open-ended questions. So. When we talk about asking why, we talk about a technique is instead of pushing someone to yes or no's, which in sales Mm -hmm. we call closed probes, Mm -hmm. you have to get them talking. So we want to know, and this is my new book called Blue Tofu Hash, which I'm working on. It's a children's book. So somebody says, I don't like like green eggs and ham. Do You know, in that book, nobody ever says, what don't you like? Is it the green? Or don't you eat ham or don't you eat eggs? There's none of those questions asked. So nothing ever happens except be, where's the guy down? The guy finally says, okay, okay, I'll eat it. Okay, I like them. If you'll go away. I mean, you know, it's sort of like a bad insurance salesman <laughs> yeah. coming into your house. And the only way you can get them out is to say, okay, okay, I'll take the most basic life insurance you have. If only they never Just have later. to see you again. But uh, so so another one besides, besides the why is open-ended questions. mm mm-hmm. If if it has to be yes or no, you're creating tension. And there are times you <clears throat> when you want to do that, when you're work when you're gaining yeah. some success and you wanna sort of distinguish, but but to have that as your style, that's very common in business meetings and negotiation sessions. And probably the third thing, the third really simple technique that people can adopt right away is to cleanse themselves. Now this is not like humming for five minutes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> to uh to the latest app that will calm you down <laughs> i funny. i have a I have a simple one okay uh-huh. because people in people like you and me and and your listeners we we have like a hundred things going on you know we're not doing one thing we're mm-hmm. doing a hundred mm-hmm. things and there's 150 things to do associated with those hundred things and so what we do is that's all in our heads, and we bring that to the meeting. I tell people the one thing you bring to every meeting, to every negotiation, is yourself. Yeah. That's the one thing you bring, and there's a lot of implications to that. But one is that mm-hmm. you bring everything that's in your head. So you take this is simple. You don't need an app. Just take uh, a paper, and I like I like paper for this, but you could do it electronically. I like paper for it because it's it's just more meaningful. I write down before a meeting or a negotiation everything that pops into my head. Oh, I have to tell my mother. I have to I have to get ready for an interview with James. I have to, you know, all these things, anything mm-hmm. that's on my mind. And I write them all down. And then I take that piece of paper and I consciously set it aside before I go I like into that. the meeting. And 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 that's that's not complicated. It's simple, but it's highly effective. And then you can walk in empty. And the power of walking in empty is I can feel you. If I come in with tension, I can't feel you. I can't get through myself to to feel you.
0: Wow, I, I've actually never heard anyone say that before, and and it makes it makes perfect sense. I mean, we talk about you know just we talked about emptying, but a lot of times people talk about being present. Well, the point is, being present is like you said, emptying out your mind. So I really like that technique um, because as we know, to externalize something when you write it out. You don't have to worry about it because you'll know you'll remember all of that later. And you can then create a schedule for yourself for later or a to-do list that many people love to do. That's, that's absolutely wonderful. I really like that. Thank you for teaching me that. I wanted to go back to the open, open-ended and closed-ended questions. In psychology, we do the same thing. <laughs> I actually do it at the checkout line. I swear everywhere I go, everyone, whether they recognize me or whatever, or they just think I, you know, I, I, I want to hear their life story. So, <laughs> so they come up and if they say something to me, I will respond in a way. I'm very kind, always kind. So anyone who sees me, just, I'm always kind, but I don't always want to talk to everybody. So when they say something to me, I'm very conscious of open-ended and closed-ended questions. So if they say something to me at all, I'm very, very, I'm very, um, my words, my wording is very short um, and I don't ask anything in return. So when they do ask me an open-ended question, I make sure it's a closed, it's a closed response. So therefore I don't follow the technique that they're using, whether they realize it or not. So if they say, James, how was your day? i say, oh, my day was wonderful. Thank you so much for asking. Or I could say, uh, instead of when they say, how was your day? I can just say, good. And that's it, which is a closed response. So it's important to know the difference. And you know this, of course, but my listeners also, it's important to know, when you want to learn something more about someone, just like Cash said earlier, if your question allows for them to say yes or no, that's a closed-ended question and you're going to do all the work. And when you do all the work, you are the one who's then giving all the emotion and energy to something, and you're not going to get that in return. So if you don't want to talk to someone, make sure, you know, like myself, uh, then you want to make sure that your responses or, or your questions are closed. So therefore, it is a yes or no. So therefore, you don't get as much information. So if someone is talking and talking and talking, start to move your, your questions to close-ended questions because it reduces how much of energy they give to you. If you want to know more, once again, you ask the open-ended questions and you will learn everything that you need to know. Andy, but a little bit of pause in between that as well. like a, a split second pause a little bit more. And then many people who have a higher EQ will want to fill that space. And so then will start to tell you more and more and more. And it's a wonderful technique because you just sometimes don't have to say anything. <laughs> All of a sudden, they tell your life story <laughs> like they do at me in the checkout line.
1: <laughs> that's,
0: that,
1: that's so well said. Uh, I even have closed out lines. You know, uh, so if, if, I, if I run into someone and they you know, uh want to engage for a lot longer. Um I, I just say in my response to yeah. how you're doing, I said, I'm great. I hope you have a great day. So yeah. I a close up <laughs> a close out that response. Yeah, that's smart. I'm well, gonna use that. If cool I use that to
0: me, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, when I when I when I wrote this book uh about listening as a martial art I, I was talking about mind drift, which is a real problem, right? We all have it. We're all having a conversation. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, you um, know, I just, I just tuned out James and was thinking about something else. Even though I wrote everything down on a piece of paper, I tuned out uh, James. Now, how do I come back? Do I just fake it? Which is what we do. 100% of the time, we all just fake it. Hope that maybe we'll refer to it again or hopefully it will be on a test or whatever, you know? And uh, uh, it's, I, I got in the habit of telling people, "Well, you know, um, sorry, I apologize." And this is what I tell people: listen, admit it, confess, say, "You know what? My mind drifted." And I got in the habit of saying, "I'm sorry, I, like I apologize. That. My mind drifted." The last thing, I, the last thing I remember you saying is this: "I, you know, my mother popped into my head," and 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 that's understandable. Mm-hmm. And my mother does pop into my head a lot. And 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 so what happened one time was I was interviewing a candidate for a job and I'm going through it in a very high level position, very intelligent person. And we got to a certain point and clearly they had lost track. And I could tell from looking at their face that they kind of had lost track. Oh, and the person came back to me and said, I'm sorry, I lost track. I remember the last thing you said was this, I was thinking about my mother. And then they said, yeah, I read your book. I said, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> think about my mother.
0: <laughs> That's hysterical. That's a good refrain, But I really like that because most, like you said, most people are not that transparent about that. And I think that really not only that just, to me, in my opinion, once again, this is brilliant stuff that it's, it really reconnects to people because you're, when you're transparent and vulnerable like that, you know, people can really connect with you. Be like, oh yeah, I I, I hear that because they, like you said, they can relate as well. So the stuff you're teaching us, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's, it's not new stuff, but it's so practical that we all need to practice i don't practice some of these things that you're saying so now i will i want to use your um your closed-ended responses as well so <laughs> but i will know next time we talk yeah. if i hear you say that i'm like wait a minute i see what you're doing <laughs> i i hope you have
1: a good day james <laughs> but it's it's really interesting you know somebody somebody read one of my listening my listening book and said well you know it's it's obvious it's like yeah because I'm not trying to tell you things you don't know. I'm trying to give yeah. you strategies to change your behavior, and behavioral change mm-hmm. is very difficult. If behavioral change mm-hmm. was easy, and nobody would smoke, drink, and everybody be thin. I mean, it's yeah. it's one of those things where it's very behavioral change, as you know, more, much more than me, is very difficult. So, uh, in order to change behavior. I find it helpful. And what I do in the book is give lots of examples so you can see it in action. So you can see yes, that's important. How, you know where I saw it. I think examples are very important because then it causes you to think at times that you had that. And I think that's the key to learning is that you're able to relate it to something mm-hmm. that you have done. You can go back yes. through your memory banks and say, you know what? I remember. And, and now I see the context in which that technique would make sense. And the other, the other thing I want to pick up on is was really beautifully said when you talk about transparency and sincerity. What I tell, one of my techniques is stop walking into a conference room or a negotiation or a business meeting like you're Superman or Wonder Woman. Because when you do yeah, that, sure. you will not gain trust. What you're going to face if you walk into Superman, you're going to face Wonder Woman. And if mm-hmm. you walk in as Wonder Woman, you're going to face Superman because everybody goes shields up. Everybody goes swords drawn to go back to martial arts. Everybody's like, oh, yeah. oh okay, oh. You know, as opposed to Lieutenant Columbo, for anybody who's ever seen Columbo, who walks <laughs> in kidding. in this raincoat that's never been washed, hair that's never been combed, unassuming Peter Falk is like, yeah. hey, uh, how y'all doing? You know? <laughs> and, and 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 then people open up. Even, even yeah. his... His suspects, his murder suspects, would start telling him everything because he, he <laughs> wasn't fantastic. coming in like I am. Hawaii Five yeah. O and you know Steve yeah. McGarrett and you know <laughs> just the facts, dragnet. You know anyway. Yeah. So, just, so for your for your for your uh, baby boomers or or even Gen Xers in the audience, uh, yeah. those are some helpful fun reflections. Not necessarily. Trans- no, it's
0: it's very very true.
1: Transparencies. The word sincere really means really. You know, there's number of of opinions on it but really means without wax sincere and when the kings mm-hmm. needed a pot and the potters or the queens would need a pot the potters would make a pot now the problem is you don't want to give the queen or the king something with imperfections and so you would you know any bumps you would stand down and any holes you would fill in with wax so a pot that was sincere was a pot that didn't try to cover up its imperfections and if you want trust Show people that you're human just like them. Don't show them you're superior to them. Don't come in like, you know, hey, you know, you should come in as you are. And admitting a mind drift, admitting like, yeah, you know what, I lost track. They'd be like, I've only done that three times so far in this meeting. I, 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 I guess we can have a relationship. I guess we can, you know, this person's not out to kill me. We're just a couple That's of humans funny. trying not to look bad. <laughs>
0: Now, the problem is that when I'm hearing this, as I'm sure some people like they probably have multiple mind drifts in a conversation. So I'm sure there's probably a limit of how many times you can say, hey, I'm sorry, I had a mind drift.
1: <laughs> if you find yourself saying it more than twice, you should just meet another time. be That would be another honest thing to say. You know, I got some bad news. Like, No matter how hard I try, I can't get my mother out of my head. <laughs>
0: That's right. Why are we tell people as well? As when it comes to when it comes to um, having a conversation is you, there are three criteria. Is a person is it the right time? Is it the right place, physically place and is mm-hmm. the person emotionally available? And if they're not, then if one of those criteria are not met, then it's important to revisit it to make sure all three criteria are met so you can have the most meaningful conversation.
1: What were those three again?
0: Uh is it the right time? Is it the right time, place yeah. location and is a no. person emotionally available?
1: That's good. I like that. I'm, see, now we're oh, even, okay. I'm taking that. <laughs> there you
0: go. <laughs> Unfortunately, Cash, our time is up. I had such a great time talking with you. If I listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase this phenomenal book, which I highly endorse, Negotiation as a Martial Arts, Techniques to Master the Arts of Human Exchange, where would they find this information online?
1: So the best way to find additional information is cashnickerson.com, which is my website. As far as buying the book, it's available everywhere books can be bought, you know, Barnes and Noble. Amazon and all the you know traditional outlets, so um, readily available. Uh, I have more and more sort of content that I'm putting out uh, to my website, uh, videos, etc. It's just uh, building up, you know, trying to build awesome, around well, feedback, feedback that I'm getting.
0: Perfect. Well, my listeners know that if they cannot find this information any other place, simply go to the show notes at JamesMillerLifeology.com, and I will have all of Cash Nickerson's information. Thank you so much for being a wonderful guest on my show today. Thank you. I loved it. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guest's self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.